Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Colossians. We're in the second chapter. And I want us to go back to the last two verses we looked at, verses 6 and verses 7, because verse 8 is pivotal to what Paul is seeking to communicate, what he's seeking for them to understand. I mean, I just cannot tell you how important these passages are right here. The book of Colossians is just so, so needed today. Um, it was written because various forms of misteaching were appearing in the church, which would eventually become heretical teachings, and probably already were heretical at this time. And there were things that were just wrong. The same thing occurs today. And sadly, we'll sit there and quote denominational stances and think it's great and wonderful and compare ourselves to other denominations, not realizing that the things that we are very proud of because we are a this or that or the other, uh, that they're not what the Scripture says. They don't align with the Scriptures. And because of that, uh, there's actually division within the body, as it, as it would be, right? I mean, it have to be division within the body because of that. So here's what it says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. So this is what we saw in the previous episode. He says, you've received Christ. Here's what you need to do. You need to walk with him. And uh, that walk, it carries the idea in the Greek, another way to translate that is you need to lead your life in him. Think of that. Isn't that a great thing? You need to lead your life in him. And he says, you've been firmly rooted now in Christ. You've been built up in him and established in your faith. Again, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I fear that there's many who claim to be believers, and they might even be believers, but they are but babes in Christ because they're not firmly rooted. They're not built up in him. They're not established in their faith. Why? Well, I think it's cause of the next phrase. He says, just as you were instructed, Paul had instructed them. And this is what enabled them to be rooted and established firmly in their faith. Uh, many who profess to be believers, they simply are not instructed. Uh, often it's not because they don't want to be instructed. It's because they don't have those that teach. They don't have those that will impart the truth in their life and impart their lives to them. <clears throat> and then it's also the thing that a lot of times people think that they are uh, being instructed. They think that they are imparting things, and they're really not. Can they really not? And uh, again, I'm not going to get into that right now. But the next verse, I think, gives us insight into it. He says, and then overflowing with gratitude. Then verse 8, Colossians 2, 8. Listen to this carefully. The first thing that Paul says to them is he gives them a command. He says, see to it. See to it. Now, you see that phraseology in the Scripture in several places. It pops up here and there. See to it. See to it. We have a role and a responsibility to see to some things. And here he's telling them to do that. Well, see to it what? Listen to this. See to it 
that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. Now think upon that. I'm going to read it again. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive. We individually as a believers have a role and a responsibility to make sure that no one takes us captive. Captive to what? Well, here he says captive through philosophy. And you know, what does philosophy mean? Uh, <laughs> you ready for this? The Greek word is uh, philosophia. Philosophia. That's so where we get the word philosophy. <laughs> and it means the, uh, the love of or the pursuit of wisdom. There's nothing wrong with loving wisdom. There's nothing wrong with pursuing wisdom. You see, the scripture tells us to do that. But it's the philosophy of man. Here he says, <coughs> captive through philosophy, and empty deception. The word literally means deceit. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive. Folks, we have a role individually to see to that. We cannot sit there and say, well, nobody's ever shown me how to do this. Nobody's preaching to me correctly. Nobody's teaching to me correctly. I just don't know what to do. Yeah, well, you may not know exactly what to do, but there's some things that you do know what to do. You do know to immerse yourself in the Word of God. How do I know that? Because I just told you. You need to be in the Word of God. You need to be in relationship with the Lord. Primarily, to start with, you need to make sure you're saved, right? What it says in 2 Corinthians, see to it. <laughs> okay, see to it that you are in right relationship with the Lord. Make sure that's right. And then spend time with him in prayer. Spend time with other fellow believers. That's really, really important. And I'm not just talking about the weekly uh, corporate gathering, the time that, you know, we have this pressure upon us. You have to be here at this time, otherwise you're not really godly. No, no, that's not exactly right. You need to be walking day in and day out with fellow believers, as well as with those in the world, okay? Because we're in the world, but not of the world. But if you're walking with fellow believers, there's iron sharpening iron. There's encouragement that takes place. There's love that takes place. So he's saying this, be sure, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy, empty deceit, according to the tradition of men. You know, we usually swing the pendulum too far in all sorts of directions when it comes to tradition. Uh, one scripture passage, you know, you'll read it, it looks like tradition's bad. The next scripture passage you'll read it, you think uh, uh, that it's good. Well, both are correct. The traditions of men, traditions that men create and that we get locked into and think are so important. No, 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 no. Don't get captivated by those. The traditions of God. Yes. Yes. Those, that's what, that's what you don't pay attention to. But notice what he's saying. He's saying, don't get caught up with these things according to the tradition of men. According to the elementary principles of the world. He's saying this. Don't get caught up in this. And it literally means elemental knowledge, like an alphabet. A, B, C, D, E. Don't get caught up in these principles of the world. Don't get captivated. So what does this tell us? It tells us that somebody was coming into the body of Christ here and was doing exactly this, was bringing about uh, empty deception through elementary principles of the world, through the traditions of men, through the philosophies of men. And remember what we saw earlier, that uh, people were getting caught up in this stuff, okay? Because they were thinking, oh, this is a persuasive argument. Remember he said, don't let anybody delude you with a persuasive argument. Don't let that happen. He says, rather, you need to lock into the principles of Christ. He says, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to 
Christ. We need to live by the principles of Christ. We need to be locked in to the principles of Christ, not the principles of the world. So he's saying, see to it. And notice what happens here. It's really easy to get caught up and be taken captive by these things, to be taken captive. Now, let me read just a, uh, well, the next verse, <coughs> verse 9, is actually the beginning of a, uh, what, a three-verse sentence, a uh, four-verse sentence, yeah. But it relates to this, and I don't want to leave you hanging, because I want, I want you to understand what is meant here, that the principles according to Christ, because the next word in verse 9 is for, F-O-R, for in him, in the Lord Jesus Christ, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. That right there just shot a hole in all the Gnostic arguments. Remember when I told you, I don't want to get into detail of all of them, and I'm not going to, but some of them believe that Jesus was a Messiah, but that he was more like an apparition, that he didn't really have a body. He just appeared to have a body, but he was totally God, and he wasn't human at all. Other people believe that he was human, totally human, but then he became God because he was so good in the way he behaved. Both of those are wrong. Here, Paul tells us that the fullness of deity, that he was completely and totally God, Father, Son, and Spirit, fullness of deity, dwells in a bodily form. That is a, a elementary principle that we need to grab a hold of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. That will keep us from being captivated by the empty deception and the traditions of men. Well, my time is up. We'll continue this discussion next time. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.